Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. No games on the schedule? No! That doesn't stop us from talking football. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Raising the Stakes Fundraising and Leadership Development. Here are your hosts, past WFCA President Tom Swiddle and WSSP High School Insider Big Time Mike McGiver. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Coach Tom Swiddle. He's the associate head coach at Arrowhead, Tom Swiddle. Hey, Coach, before we get to Doug Sarver, you know, a number of years ago on the big show, they had a, uh, a poll, who your favorite college football team is. And Wisconsin took first, Michigan State was second, and University of Arrowhead took third. Just so you know, Coach Swiddle. <laughs> just so you know I wasn't what aware you're of that poll, just, Mike. Just so you know what you're getting into. They took third, <laughs> and I don't know. I think Nebraska took fourth, and Michigan took fifth, but Arrowhead took third in that poll. We are now joined by a past president uh, of the WFCA, and he's uh, an all-around good man. I got to tell you, he is also the chairman of the All-Star Game, and I'm a big fan of his. He is Doug Sarver. Hey, Coach, how you doing? I'm good. Good morning, Mike and Tom. Oh, hey, Doug. This uh, we've been we talked to Tony Viola and John Hoke and Charna and, and Dan Brunner and boy, there's just you know a lot going on right now that that a lot of moving parts with what you guys at the WFCA are are you know trying to keep going and trying to make sure that we can maybe make some adjustments. Um, and and I think what we want to talk to you mostly about is the All Star Game, and. The thing that, that if, if, if that needs to be rescheduled or canceled, where are you in that process right now? Well, uh, Mike, there's just so much uncertainty right now, and not just around our all-star game, just around in the, the world itself, Sure. that it's hard for us to make any decisions. We will wait and see. We figure we have a timeline somewhere late May to June 1st, a deadline on where we're going to have to make a final decision and see where we are at. Uh, a lot of it is not in our control the things that are in our control we will have prepared and ready to go uh, the things that are out of our control like any type of government orders or university shutdowns those are the things that we have to find out in late may and uh, or early june hey doug what, I, what one thing that i would uh, i would encourage people is if if these players because again they don't know exactly what's going to go on for the game 
if if they reach out to you, the game is is right now supposed to be held uh, July 18th at Titan Stadium. But if if you see on Facebook or some of these players start to reach out to say, hey, look, I I'm raising money for Children's Hospital, you know, a big part of this, and and I for me personally, the biggest part of what this All Star Game does is it introduces people from Children's Hospital to these student athletes and their families and the people that are involved and the amount of money that's raised for Children's Hospital. I would encourage people to still continue to donate for that, correct? That's correct, Mike. Uh, We did extend our fundraising timeline to June 1st. Uh, Children's Hospital sent out a letter to all the players and coaches uh, this week to extend it to June 1st. Uh, and let me make one one thing. It's, it's not Children's Hospital anymore. It's Children's Wisconsin. They've got a name change here in the last few weeks, and we got to remember that. I, I have trouble sometimes remembering that. Children's Gee. Wisconsin. And as of right now, the fundraising is continuing. Uh, we want to try and ramp that up. And as soon as we get closer to uh, a date of knowing what we're going to do for sure, I'm sure we'll ramp that up even more. So, Doug, you've answered some of the questions that I, I think people, um, you know, certainly have on their minds in regards to the All-Star Games. And, you know, one of the things, Mike, that uh, has been so helpful with this whole process is, you know, Doug being the chairman now for just years, he's got everything down to a science. And there's a timeline for everything. And, you know, if it's February 1st, this is what's going on with the with the All-Star Games. So, um, you know, a question that I have for you, Doug, is uh, given sort of the, you know, what's going to be ultimately happening with the All-Star Games, messed with the normal um, order of business that goes on with the All-Star Game uh, thus far. I mean, what what has changed? What what have you had to sort of, you know, besides what you just mentioned, but, you know, what other things have you had to change um, leading up to the games because of this coronavirus well, right now we're we're just staying in contact with all of our partners in the All-Star Game. That's number one. Uh, just kind of keeping the communication lines open there, so they know what we're thinking, and what we're what we're waiting for. It's, there's so much uncertainty now, right now, Tom. It, it's hard to pinpoint anything. One of the things, obviously, as I just talked about, is extended timeline for the fundraising. I think they're. I just checked. They're over a hundred thousand in fundraising so far for the games. So. Hopefully we can continue to to raise that amount and, and get that done. But just communication with all our partners um, right now because there's just too much uncertainty to tell them anything definite. Right. And, you know, we do – you did mention um, decisions or decisions made by universities. Has has Whitewater or Oshkosh, which, which hosts the South and the North teams, and, of course, Oshkosh, the game is played at UW-Oshkosh, have they given you any information or has there been any communication with you from them as to? I've stayed in contact with both Kevin Bullis and, and uh, Pat Cerrone uh, by email. I also talked to Pat Cerrone uh, on the phone. Uh, you know, they're looking at, they have summer camps and, and events at the University of Oshkosh and University of Wisconsin Whitewater. So they're hoping to get those in, and, and that would be a good sign for us. If their summer events and camps are, are still going to start in, at some time in, in June, that's a good sign for us as far as the All-Star games. But we need those universities. That's the one thing that we don't have control of. 
And you would Great. think, Doug, you would think if, if uh, you know, with these kids and, and, and when they get together for that week, and that's a big part of this, you know, they're spending that week in the dorms and, you know, safety obviously is first. We want to make sure that, that everybody stays safe and, and until they can commit to allowing you guys up on campus, um, you, you really can't make decisions on, on this until they come to you and say, hey, we're either good to go or we're not. And you had talked uh, in the beginning of our interview. Um, what What is kind of your, your deadline and timeline on this thing? Well, we're thinking that to, people don't realize we have to get uniforms made. Ripon Athletic donates the uniforms. They said that they can get that done if we let them know by June 1st. We also have uh, awards and, and Empire Photo that they all have to get ready for what they do for the games. Also, we have the Oshkosh Convention Center that holds a banquet of over 1,000 people. you got the universities that are going to have housing and meals. We have transportation with buses uh, up in Oshkosh and from Whitewater to Oshkosh. So there's a lot of things that have to fall in place, but we think we can get that all done yet uh, after June 1st. Wow. Again, just like the clinic, all these moving parts to the All-Star game. It's not like it just happened much planning that goes that's involved in this and and uh, you know so many different people having to connect with one another to make sure that this is a, a smooth functioning thing and uh, it, boy I hope a decision is made well before June 1st for you Doug that you know because well, I, I can't even imagine if the decision is made on June 1st you know having Tom, to coordinate the, all those things would, yeah that would be the best case scenario for us the earlier the better uh, so the June 1st is kind of the, the, the late deadline. Uh, that's where we feel that we can get, still get everything done for the game uh, if, we had, if we know by then. But anything earlier than that would be great. Doug, uh, just a, another question, and not necessarily uh, tied to are we going to have the games or not, but just in general, um, what new things are on the docket this year um, with the All-Star games? I know there's you know, things that are added or, you know, different things that, that happened that maybe didn't happen the year. Things that were um, going to be a little different this year for the All-Star Games? I don't see a lot of things different than, than what we've done. Uh, it's been so successful, you don't try to mess with it too much. But we do have a new person in charge of the Children's Hospital part of it. Nicole Johnson is now in charge from Children's Hospital. She's been great to work with. And she is out there really trying to ramp up the uh, fundraising. This will be her first year, so she's learning as she goes, and we're trying to help her through that. Uh, we have some things with the uh, uh, Freighters uh, Athletic Training uh, uh, Medical uh, College. Uh, they are going to do both sites now. Uh, Bell and one of our longtime uh, partners has pulled out, and the Freighter is going to do both Whitewater and uh, Oshkosh campuses and provide the athletic training teams for that. So there's a lot of things, and I like to tell the players and the families that this will be the best experience of their lives to this point in their life, and hopefully they'll get the opportunity to uh, experience that. And boy, Doug, can I echo that? I mean, I look back at my two, uh, the two times that I coached the South All Stars, um, and and both are just so so special and. Uh, it was something that I'll never forget, and I, I, you know, keeping my fingers crossed that coaches and the players who are 
um, scheduled to, to be a part of it this year get that opportunity, that's for sure. Yeah, we're hoping for the best, Tom. Hey, Coach, before, uh, Coach, before we let you go, I'm checking in to see how Jeff Wallach is doing, the head football coach at St. Francis. He's uh, yeah. I, he's gone through some some pretty uh, tough uh, medical things here lately, but it it looks from following him on Facebook that he's uh, he's doing okay. He's a tough guy. Yeah, Jeff had, uh, Jeff went through um, some medical procedures uh, lately that um, very serious medical procedures, and uh, he has come through it very well. Uh, he's home resting, and he'll be resting for a little while, but is uh, anxious to get back and in, into in school and to uh, football. And uh, one of the things you know, want to know about Jeff is that nothing's going to knock him down for too long. Uh, he will be back from this and better than ever. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's a positive man, and he's got a strong faith base to to who he is, and and a really good family uh, that has surrounded him and. And not only his immediate family, but certainly the football family and the St. Francis family. And a lot of prayers gone out to Jeff Wallach. And, and uh, again, looking at Facebook, he's still smiling and still talking a little smack, which is exactly where I need him to be. So, you know, uh, Doug, thank you so much. Doug Sarver, good luck. If there's anything that we can do to, to continue to promote uh, making sure that people will will uh, donate to Children's Wisconsin, Children's Wisconsin, and and this uh, this All Star Game because again it's 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 uh, you know if they decide at you know May 15th or May you know 28th that look this is a go, things just going to have to move pretty quickly and we need people to be very nimble to be involved in this thing and maybe some guys and coaches around the state that haven't. I've uh, been involved helping and volunteering and helping Doug Sarver and this uh, this entire board and chair um, of the All-Star Game. You know, this would be the year for you to call him and say, hey, look, do you need anything? Can I can I do anything to help? It would really benefit, I think, not only these kids, but Children's Wisconsin, and it would take some of this off the, Doug's plate as we get closer because all the timeline that he has now that he normally has is going to get shortened, and he could use the help. Doug Sarver, thank you very much. Absolutely, Mike, and thank you. Stay healthy. Yeah, you got it. That is Doug Sarver. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, uh, Matt Binsfield. He's the head coach at Kakana, and he's the WFCA Grant Committee chairman. We're going to talk to a Matt on the other side. This is the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by our friends at Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern. With my co-host, he is uh, Tom Swiddle. He is the associate head coach at Arrowhead. He's also a WFCA Hall of Fame member and the past president of the WFCA. We are now joined by the head football coach at Kakana. He is Matt Binsfield. He's also a part of the WFCA Grant Committee. Uh, hey, Matt, how are you doing today? Doing great. Doing great. Man, really, yeah, appreciate a few minutes of, of your time. And with all the guests that we've had on from the WFCA uh, so far today, 
the last three weeks, I'm sure that your life is on the committee for the WFC, the grant committee, has really changed a little bit. Yeah, we've we've had some major changes that we've all had to adjust to. Um, and just obviously, the grant committee was a small part of it in terms of our lives. But uh, yeah, we're 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 in a tough spot this year where it doesn't look like our committee is going to be able to proceed and that we're going to be able to offer the grant this year with everything else we've had to cancel. So that's been difficult because it's such a great opportunity and it's such a good thing for kids in the state. Um, but that's been tough news that we've had to swallow. Yeah, and, and getting back to something, uh, Mike, that, that we talked about with Dan Brunner, you know, obviously the clinic is, you know, something that we, we count on yearly in order to, in some respect, fund the events and activities and things that we do throughout the year. And the cancellation of the clinic put, you know, a lot of things in peril. You know, last year, Mike, we had 42 schools that were awarded the WFCA grant to a, the tune of over $96,000. Wow. I mean, we helped schools purchase AEDs to tackling dummies to Pro 3 solutions. So, you know, it was uh, last year a great for the first year, a, a great start to the WFCA grant. And we did budget $60,000 this year for the grant. But with the uncertainty of how you know finances are going to be over the, um, it was just felt that we just couldn't follow through with the grant as planned. Now you know, and, and Matt, uh, you know, as a part of the committee, along with Steve Liga, Don Kenzior, and myself, and the amount of planning that goes into this thing, like like all of these events, is you know, there's a lot of planning that goes into this. Well, decision to make for us to sort of. Um, you know, decide not to do it. And Matt, I'm wondering if um, you could just talk a little bit about the process this year. Uh, we did have some changes that we had planned and, to, you know, we learned from last year. And moving forward, the plan is certainly to have the grant next year. Um, maybe, you know, for the coaches out there, um, talk a little bit about some of the, the new parts to the grants. Um, it's a really streamlined and easy process for coaches to apply. And like you said, we had, I, I think it was 96 applicants or, or sorry, we had 42 last year. I'm sure we'll have something similar when we get this going again, but it's really easy to apply. Um, at the clinic, the plan was for this year, and I'm sure it'll play out the same way next year. Uh, the plan was to send out a, a Google link to a Google form where coaches could fill it out probably in, you know, 10, 15 minutes or so. Just some basics of contact information. Um, we, we try to understand what the school's yearly school budget is for each program because we try and prioritize to meet the, the needs of the schools with the highest level of need with these grants. Um, so we, we try and get a snapshot of what that looks like and then basically just lay it out for us. What are you looking to, to add to your program and how is it going to impact kids? Uh, we offer grants up to $3,000 um, in this process. And to be honest with you, I think it's going to be really, um, really a good process, and I think coaches are going to like it. Um, our coaches that applied last year and got a grant, got the full amount that they were asking for, have a three-year wait until they can apply, apply again. But we have done less than $3,000 as well. So um, it's just as simple as filling out a Google form um, after the clinic, and I – forget the cutoff date, um, 
Tom will probably correct me, but I think it's right away in April. And again, this will be planning for uh, next year's clinic now, but uh, it's pretty straightforward and pretty easy and really good for kids. We were talking you know, with and Mike. One of the things that, that Matt did that I was so impressed um, with is he came up with the online form. You know, we learned some things last year. Coaches could uh, do it either a written form and mail it in, or they could do it online. And we found that um, that was difficult for you know the four members of the committee to, to keep up with um, all the different applications that were coming in. So Matt made the suggestion of just doing it online and came up with a form. And as he said, it's, it's a simple form to fill out. Um, you know, another thing that we talked about um, is making sure that the head coaches only. Now, you have to be a WFCA member in order for your school to apply for the grant. And we had a couple situations last year where we had directors and coaches filling out the forms. And we had, uh, uh, as I mentioned, a couple situations where we got two applications from schools and one filled out by the AD and one filled out by the coach and they weren't the same. So, you know, we, we've done some things to make it um, the committee, um, to streamline the process. And, you know, we certainly were um, fired up to get that thing out again this year. Now, Matt, one of the things that we ran into last year is some of the requests for the grant um, were for things that we really didn't um, um, to be that the grant was intended for. You know, the key words are, you know, we want to enhance and supplement a school's budget. And, you know, we, we talked about the number of schools that applied and, and requested help with buying helmets and shoulder pads. We've kind of cleared that up this year. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a really good thing is that, you know, the way I look at it, the distinction is it's, it's, it's not a grant for survival purposes. I mean, if a, a community and a school decides to sponsor football, um, they're going to need to provide helmets and shoulder pads, and we're not there to upgrade which type of helmet you get versus another helmet and things like that. So it's really the above and beyond creative extra things you can do for kids and not the the basics you need to offer a football, you know, program. So we are talking with uh, Matt Bensville, again, head coach at uh, Kakana. He's part of the WFC grant committee. Tom, I remember last year um, talking about, this this grant uh, that you guys came up with and and how excited you were and then doing doing a little research on it and and look last year your thought was we're going to cap this off at at sixty thousand but because you know there are sixty four schools that that applied forty school forty two schools that were deemed eligible for the grant and there's a list of the the w, the two thousand nineteen WFC grant recipients on uh, on the website. And look, schools from all over the state of Wisconsin, from Abbotsford, you know, to DeSoto, to Grantsburg, and then around in, in the Milwaukee area with some uh, schools like Milwaukee King, Milwaukee Riverside, Milwaukee Ronald Reagan, um, Racine Horlick, Riverdale. So all over the state of Wisconsin. And, and Tom, I remember how excited you were in studio to talk about this first year and how this was going to go. Not only did this meet your expectations, but it passed it, right? 
Yeah, I mean, it exceeded everything that we thought um, we were going to do. And I have to apologize. With you know, we're doing all the the show by remote, and and I'm breaking up every now and then for like a second or two. So um, I apologize if that's uh, you know, you, if you guys are hearing that as well. Last year, uh, Dan Brunner made the decision that we were going to award all the schools that had applied last year. And so we bumped the total from 60000 that we had budgeted to a little over $96,000 is what we actually awarded. And uh, we were just so happy that it was so successful here. And I, I have to tell you, working with Matt and the other members of the grant committee made it really easy. You're talking about individuals who spent a lot of time and made some tough decisions uh, in the process, but um, you know we couldn't have done it without uh, the entire grant committee, that's for sure. Boy, that's awesome. Hey, Matt, we, I really appreciate your time. And before you go, you know we had talked with Tony Viola, and, and uh, I think we talked to John Hoke as well. But as a, the head football coach at Kakana, are, are you putting together plan B, plan C, plan D for the upcoming season at this point? Boy, it's, I really have a hard time letting myself go there um, because like all the other coaches, you know, football is such a part of my life. Um, it's hard to imagine not, you know, going to the weight room first thing, uh, you know, in June and July. So, but I mean, we're going to have to, we all have to plan. You know, I, I think the idea of if it gets into the summer and we have to shorten the season, I mean, that might be what we have to do. But, yeah, we, we all have to look at it. I I am still trying to stick my head in the sand a little bit and hope that this thing is going to clear up in the next month or two months. You know, I, I, I hate to see our spring sport athletes lose their season entirely. Um, and But, yeah, it's, it's more than likely going to look a little bit different. And I know one, we'll find a way. We'll find a way. Our kids love football. Our coaches love football. We'll find a way to have a season if we're allowed. That's excellent. He is Matt Binsfield, again, head football coach at Kakana. We're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, Wade Lebecchia. He is uh, the deputy director for the WIA is going to join us. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save, Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, and my co-host is Tom Swiddle, Associate Head Coach at Arrowhead, also WFCA Hall of Fame member and past president of the WFCA. Before we get to Wade Lebecki, I want to remind you to go on the, the fan website. Uh, we have a fandemonium tournament going on right now. It's 105.7 FM, The Fan. Uh, dot radio.com and uh, you can vote in this poll and there's some 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 guys that you uh, high school football coaches know Ron Davies is in the poll Joe Cook is in the poll uh, you can uh, you can certainly vote for me I got the sixth seat against uh, Dan Pfeiffer and uh, you can go up and down and it uh, a lot of guys that you'll recognize a lot of names from around the state of Wisconsin guys that have been uh, in and involved in and around uh, 105.7 F in the fan and it's gotten a ton of play. A lot of people talking about it, talking a little smack on Facebook and on Twitter and, and all that. I'm just, uh, 
I'm just sitting back because I, I I know Dan Pfeiffer does a good job. We work together, and I know that Tom uh, Tom Swiddle works with Dan as well. So there's no, going to be no smack talking at, at all from this end. That's for sure. Hey, yeah. um, Tom, you know I, I look I, I all I want to know is I'm going to go back and look, make sure you voted for me. That's all I want to know, Swiddle. Um, uh, yeah, our next you don't guest. Have to worry about that. That a boy. Our <laughs> next guest. You want to talk about somebody who's. Uh, Man, he's been into some meetings, I bet, making some decisions. Uh, I'm a I'm a fan of the work that Wade does, and and he doesn't always come on when I ask, because sometimes I want to I want to take the WIA to the woodshed a little bit, and he's like, I don't know if I'm coming on that show, but he certainly joins us uh, for the most part anytime we ask. He is uh, the deputy director of the WIAA. He's Wade Lebecchia. Wade, how you been? I've been pretty good. I'm sitting down here in Florida, got stranded, with no planes going out. So it's been an interesting uh, couple, three weeks here. Man, have oh, you been my. there for uh, for three weeks? Well, I'm, no, I'm, we started, you know, with the coronavirus in the uh, beginning of March. And we've dealt with that for three weeks now. No, I've been only here for only one week. So uh, and you're not you're not getting you, you're not getting back anytime soon, I bet. No, I think I'm down here with my parents. We'll get back sometime after Easter. Oh, boy. Man, well, Man. hopefully, hopefully the weather's real nice for you. Well, it's eighty-four and sunny. <laughs> but okay, I quit rubbing it in. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah but he's not. Me when I'm down here. He's not going to the beach or anything. He's just kind of hanging nope. out, probably by at, with his parents, which is which is good. Hey, Wade, um, I want to back up a little bit. I know this is the football show, but I want to talk a little bit about the decisions very quickly uh, during sure. the high school basketball season. I went on the air on a couple of different shows and just gave the WIA all kinds of kudos and credit for, for, for hanging in there as long as they could until it just became very apparent that they needed to shut that season down. But I really thought that that was a very difficult decision for you and the people at the WIAA. You know, it was. And like I said, we started uh, finding out about it, you know, the seriousness of it on March 2nd because uh, I had gone back to uh, – archive my uh, emails and Dave and I were on our way down to Madison uh, for a meeting uh, with the state legislators uh, well actually there's office of school safety uh, meeting that we're on and uh, we were discussing that and we set up our webpage uh, the very next day on March 3rd and started going through and putting the links on to the CDC and to the Department uh, of Health Services and that uh, and, and we were lucky we got in our team wrestling and our, our hockey in our gymnastics that weekend on the 6th and the 7th. And then we started uh, discussing it on, on Sunday in a conference call with the, the DPI and uh, to see where they were at. Uh, and then, you know, about uh, Tuesday, UW started talking to us about what uh, we were going to do as far as uh, the boys' tournament and how we were going to whittle down the, uh, the attendance in that. And then our girls' tournament started right up on Wednesday. Uh, you know, with the teams traveling there. And uh, we had another conference call with UW on Wednesday at, uh, I think it was noon, and that's where we determined that we would allow the teams in there, the essential workers, and um, uh, four tickets for each player, or 88 people for the schools, and two uh, administrators to supervise those 88 people in the stands and, uh, from each school. Uh, by Thursday morning, uh, that's what we were doing for the boys. By Thursday night, uh, we were trying to go ahead and see if we could just restrict it to the teams and have everything on you know, TV or on the streams. And uh, we pulled the plug on Thursday night at 11 o'clock, and, and there was nothing we could do. UW had uh, 
shut their campus down and told us we couldn't play there. Uh, we were even uh, ready to go uh, five different sites uh, for each division at the high schools and then play the games out if we had to or the Green Bay. And, uh, you know, so we tried as hard as we could to, to maintain that season. And, uh, you know, it was extremely disappointing, a very, very, very difficult uh, decision to make because, uh, you know, it does affect those seniors, as you guys were talking earlier, and, and uh, they don't get to relive those uh, memories uh, as much. I mean, uh, 20 years from now, everybody will be talking about how difficult it was and how they managed to pull through it. But, you know, in the immediate uh, time period, it's just very disappointing for those kids and, and those opportunities. And we, we heard from uh, both positive and negative, I'll tell you that. <laughs> you know, Thursday night was extremely negative. Uh, but, you know, we got through it. Um, we're hoping and, and trying to hold on as long as we can to get the spring in. And uh, to, we've batted around a lot of ideas uh, how we can uh, – get those spring sports in, whether we do a complete regular season, no championships, or, you know, allowing the kids, uh, the schools to play as soon as they can and as long as they can within the parameters of the season regulations. We don't uh, we don't believe we can go into the summer. Some people say, well, just move everything to the summer. You know, everybody's got weddings planned. They've got their vacations planned, and, and we'd be intruding into their summer and, and trying to prolong that. So uh, our hope and our goal is to get, get something in here as soon as they clear it. But you know, it's looking difficult, it, uh, as, as you were talking earlier, hoping we can even start the football season on time. We'll see how, how the heat and in in that during the summer might slow this stuff down. But they're also talking about another, you know, surge that will happen in the fall. So we're, we'll leave it to that, back to the experts. We are, uh, we are talking with Wade Lebecki. Tom, are you there? Hello. Hey, Tom. Yes. Hey, so um, we talked to Wade about the basketball side and certainly a lot going on on the football side, correct? Correct. I mean, there's there's a lot that I'm sure, and, and Wade, you know, mentioned that as, you know, what's going to happen uh, come summer and the different ways maybe that you can fit in the, the, the football season. Hopefully it, it doesn't get changed in any way, but there's a possibility that it certainly could. You know, and, and, you know, one of the things we're doing today, Mike, is, um, in essence, the, the radio show um, is replacing WFCA business meeting that we have every year at the clinic. Friday afternoon, we, we roll out a lot of information for our members, and it's, it's a pretty well-attended meeting. And one of the highlights of the WFCA business meeting always is uh, Wade graciously uh, comes down and, and sort of gives state of the state of football address to the membership and so my hope is that uh, you know perhaps Wade can can talk about the things that he would have talked about at the WFSA business meeting because so much happens in the off season so Wade uh, you know w- where do we start I mean you know us uh, an idea of how the WIAA has had to react to this whole coronavirus thing and the steps you guys have done with winter and, and spring sports. But, you know, what, what kinds of things would you want to communicate to, um, you know, football coaches, high school players, parents? What, what are the things that you feel uh, they Well, we have some basic rule changes, you know, at the National Federation. Remember, we have different types of rules in the WIAA and the and the playing rules are developed at the national level, and there weren't any real big changes there. Uh, the, the biggest change, I think, is, is that uh, the quarterback can now, if they're not under center, if they're in a pistol formation or shotgun, they can immediately uh, throw the ball down on the ground to intentionally ground and stop the clock. So 
at the national level, it was pretty quiet uh, year for rule changes. Uh, there's a couple little minor tweaks for mechanics and that in the rules. But I think when you look at, at football and where it is right now, uh, you know, it's in a good spot. Our, our, our enrollment is still, or our participation in Wisconsin is still going down a little bit. But we are at that 9% of the overall population of our student population. And I think, you know, uh, coaches have to continue to go ahead and um, work on the kids that are in their schools to get them out and, and to tell them and remind them that football is safer than it ever has been with better rules, better equipment, and a better uh, education. That it, it continues to uh, evolve, and, and uh, we work with the WFCA leadership to make sure that in Wisconsin we're at the leading edge of all of that. And, and I think we've done a good job uh, as a state to lead the nation in some of our rule changes, especially with player-on-player contact and safety, uh, the acclimatization and so forth. So I think football is in a good spot. And nationally, uh, the NFHS and USA Football have worked together, um, and they've come to uh, the conclusion now that the NFHS is the leader uh, in high school football. Uh, there was a little tug of war going on there for about 10 years, and, and USA Football is now going to focus on the youth football and and they're going to focus on uh, trying to go ahead and increase participation in flag football because that's where it's really increasing at the youth level. And I, I think that's important that people understand that. In our communities, you know, right now with the concussion talk and, and with the, uh, the talk of, of uh, uh, why football participation is down, too, many, too much of the blame gets cast on concussions. We've been dealing with concussions for quite a while. We're getting good at it. And when you, when you uh, realize that the reason there are more reported concussions is that there is better education and people are reporting them now. They know what the, the signs are and the symptoms are, and they recognize that. But I think that what gets, got lost in that whole conversation about participation is youth football. And in my personal opinion, uh, which may matter and may not matter, uh, I think they were starting tackle football too young. And, uh, you know, kids get turned off on, on tackle football early. They're not there for you in the high school level, and they're not there for the college people if they're not in the high school level, and they're not there for the pro level if they're not in the college level. So we have to, the biggest, largest population playing football is at the youth level. Uh, so we need to play some flag football and get the kids interested, get them enjoying it, and then slowly progress into that model where they'll put the pads on and, and hit each other. Uh, you can still play with pads in flag football, and I think that's important that, at the, at, at the national level, we are now um, basically doing a pyramid, and, and USA Football will take the base or the foundation with youth football. NFHS will take the next level up with the high school football. And, and, I, and I think that's important that we collectively have those groups working together uh, so the sport can go ahead and, and be uh, popular for the next 100 years. Remember, the most kids who participate in a sport is football. Uh, nationwide, uh, you have a lot of kids who play basketball, but there's only five on a on a court. Right. You have 22 on the court in fo- or on the field in football, and that's important that we that we remember that it's still uh, the highest part population or participation level in, in all of high school sports. Uh, sports. He is uh, Wade Lebecki. He's the WIA deputy director. Wade, can we can we get to a break? Can we hold you over for one more segment? Sure. Excellent. We will get to a break. Uh, this is Mike McGivern alongside uh, Tom Swiddle, who is my co-host. Not alongside. He is, uh, he is at his house. I'm at my house. But uh, I love technology, that's for sure. Yeah, this is the I'm pick and save. Does. 
Yeah, well, you know, the fact that I saw that you've got shorts on right now, Swiddle, that scares yeah. me a little bit, but that's all right. Uh, well, this is the, go ahead. Shorts, okay. I mean, yeah. not not just my underwear. Um, yeah, okay. I have I just, shorts on. Uh, all right. Well, all the the coaches <laughs> all over the state are all happy about that. This yeah. is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Mike McGivern and Tom Swiddle, who is my co-host, head uh, associate head coach at Arrowhead. And our guest, uh, he's in Florida, 85 degrees, but he can't get back, which I just uh, feel bad for him a little bit. He's Wade Lebecki, a WIAA Deputy Director Hey, Wade, we had talked to a number of coaches that have been on the show about the upcoming season um, for high school football and wondering where you guys are at with the WI. Is it a wait-and-see thing to see where we're at in a a month or two before you make any decisions on that? Yeah, we'll go right up to to the season before we make any decisions. You know, uh, we're going to try to be deliberate, and uh, we're going to see where – where the governor's office stands and where the Department of Health Services stands and, and the DPI and go with them. You know, we've, we've had conference calls with some, several of those um, representatives, and I, I think it's important that, you know, we, we take this very seriously, and, um, we, but we be deliberate and we make smart choices. And, and I think that it's important for us um, to go, go ahead and give kids hope and to give them uh, something to look forward to. Um, that's why we haven't canceled the spring sports. We don't want to make a rash judgment to, uh, uh, and then cancel that, and then the kids have nothing to look forward to. Um, if we can get, you know, half a season in, that's great. So we don't even – we're not even looking out to football. We want to see – we want to get through the summer and, and get going on that. You know, one of the things I think that uh, Dave sent out an email middle of ne- last week was, you know, coaches, you can still coach. Uh, you can't instruct, uh, but you can still give those kids positives. You can still communicate with kids and still do your team-building type of exercises. And you can go ahead and, and, and encourage them. This is probably the time when the best of the coaches are going to come out, and you're going to see that. You know, you can't go in and throw the, show the quarterback how to, how to throw a spiral or the defensive uh, techniques for the, uh, for the nose guard or the defensive tackles. But you sure can go ahead and communicate with them and to give them positives while they're sitting in their house isolated and, and by themselves. You can still go ahead and, and, and do team-building types of exercises and, and do build up mental and, and um, awareness of, of the kids and themselves and, and to keep building them up. You know, that's why we participate in, or have kids participate in athletics. It's the benefits. Well, one of the benefits of coaching is to go ahead and, and build that kid to be the best they can be character-wise as much as physical-wise. So I think that's important for our coaches to realize. Stay in touch with those kids and, and uh, you know, build them up. Give them hope. Give them something to look forward to. You know, Wade, I, I so totally agree with you in what you just – I mean, it makes total, complete sense. You know, you look at the situation that, uh, you know, we're in at Arrowhead. I mean, Matt Harris, as, as the head coach, um, you know, I've, I've been impressed with how Matt has – uh, you know, reached out to, I mean, we haven't even had a team meeting or anything, haven't met, you know, 
the parents, anything. You know? Yet, um, you know, you're trying to do business as usual as much as you can. And, and uh, yeah, I would encourage coaches in any sport to, to continue, you know, doing that as much as they can and, and uh, to keep everybody pointing in a positive direction forward. Yeah, and I think that's very important, Tom. And, and you know, uh, you know, we talked, we we canceled our youth football clinic up at the, with the Packers, but uh, you know, the Packers have done a good job with Ryan Fensel up there and the coaches' association, and they brought together um, basically almost a federation of youth um, conf- youth football conferences. And then we were slated to to discuss that on this area of girls basketball, yeah. uh, which got canceled. But you know, we have to keep in mind why kids participate in sports, and you know. I throw those numbers out there, but the, the biggest reason that kids play sports is for fun. And the, the biggest reason kids quit sports is because it's not fun. And this is an opportunity to go ahead and, and, and still have those kids have hope and, and to try to create some sort of exercises that they can have some fun. You know, they can go out and, and uh, work on their skills on their, on their own. Obviously, we don't want to encourage them to get together and, and, and do group stuff, but uh, the coaches can still be a part of that, and, and I think that's important. And that's that's where we're working with the youth people to make sure that, you know, youth football is fun, that the kids will continue to play it as they progress through middle school and through high school. And, and I think it's important that we do some things that are going to relate to that for the kids to look forward to. Hey, Wade, thank you very much for your time. Uh, we really appreciate it. Uh, good luck getting back here and, and – uh, Enjoy the warm weather in, in, in Florida, but I know you're looking forward to getting back to the state of Wisconsin. So, Wade, thank you very much for, for your time today. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks, Tom. You bet. Thanks, Wade. Hey, Tom, a couple of things uh, before we uh, before we leave, and we've just got two two minutes or so left. want to make sure that the coaches around the state that are listening to this show understand, you know what, uh, make sure that you get your membership taken care of. Um, you can go right online and, and take care of that. You can go to the WFCA website, and I know you've all been on it, but get get your membership, get everything lined up and set up. I know you guys mostly take care of this at the clinic, but now that the clinic's not there, it's important that you take care of that. And then again, with, with the All-Star game, they're not sure exactly what's going on, but if you have not volunteered or gotten involved with that, I know that uh, as this gets closer, Doug Sarver and everybody who's involved with that All-Star game and certainly the people at Children's Wisconsin would help if uh, you would get involved. Tom, this has been a great show, and and you're kind of my guinea pig on this one. So far, so good, right? Yeah, so far, so good. I have to figure out how to uh, sync my phone better that I don't cut out for a second or two every now and then. That's okay. uh, We'll figure that out. Yeah, if that's the if that's the, the 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 worst thing that's happened on on these two hours, it's it's really gone well. And I appreciate you being nimble and patience with patient with me, trying to figure out you know this whole thing. And and uh, look, we'll be better in two weeks when we come back together than we were this week. But man, I for me it, it, it's worked out really well. And I want to thank Dan. I want to thank Dan Brunner and Sharna Kelsey and and John Hulk and Tony Viola and Doug Sarver and. Matt Binsfield and certainly Wade Lebecki, man, that that is a uh, that's a group of people right there that we just talked about that do a ton for the WFCA, and I want to thank them for today's show. I I do as well, and Mike, I look forward to our show in two weeks. 
Yeah, what uh, what are we thinking about in two weeks, Tom? We got a minute left here. What are, what are we going to talk about? Well, um, I want to get uh, some of the guests that we had originally planned for today. Sure. Um, you know, on there. So, uh, you know, I'd like to get uh, Chuck Rakovich, who's the coach at Chippewa Fall. He's uh, he was is going to receive an honor at the. Uh, uh, Hall of Fame, and, and he's quite an amazing guy. He does a lot of really cool things at his school. Um, I'd like That's to awesome. get Tony Resch, one of our sponsors, on. Yep. You know, and he's uh, a good, he is a good man. I'll tell you yeah. that. And hey, we're we, also going to get who's the head, new head football coach at Wisconsin Lutheran College. That's awesome. He is Tom Swiddle, the associate head coach at Arrowhead. I want to thank uh, our local pick and save stores. And our presenting sponsor this year, Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin. Mitch Ross, you did a great job back at the station. Thanks a lot for listening. This is the Pick and Save Wisconsin Football Coaches Association show presented by Pella Windows and Doors of Wisconsin on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 